0: Welcome to the High Performance Half Hour with me, David Osgathorpe. Each week, we meet with athletes, coaches, business owners, and entertainers to discuss the high-performing habits that have led to their individual success. Okay, so I wanted to take a break from my weekly interviews and just share a few thoughts of my own at this time. So next week is Men's Health Week in the UK, and I know a number of people are really struggling a lot at this time. I've been asked to be involved in a few projects next week. And in preparation for that, I wanted to share a few thoughts on what I've learned from a mental health perspective in the last 12 weeks. I call this my lessons from lockdown. I've got six lessons here for myself. So number one is to press the pause button a little bit more from time to time. So although none of us would have predicted this or wished for the incredibly negative consequences of this pandemic, there are definite positives to take from this time. The first is the need to hit the pause button on a more regular basis. I think I've been particularly guilty of just being busy for the sake of being busy and being forced to hit the pause button just makes you stop and take stock of what you're actually doing with your life. Being at home and sharing the responsibilities of looking after my little boy with my fiance has also meant that I've had to be really efficient with my time. When you cut out all the noise and distractions, you don't actually need to do that much each day in order to get ahead. But the sense of having to be busy and the feelings of guilt around that um, can quickly bring on a sort of anxiety and overwhelm. And I recognize that hitting the pause button on a daily basis, just focusing on the two or three things that will make my life better rather than a never ending to do list has completely changed my life. So this is something that I want to continue um, when we go back to the new normal world, Um, just regularly taking time out and being a bit more proactive in the way that I deal with my life rather than reactive on a daily basis. The second lesson is to put family first. My little boy is going to be two years old next week and if I'm lucky I get 14 more amazing summers with him before he's off on his own adventures. And Coincidentally 14 years ago this week I opened my business and so I recognize just how quickly those 14 years will pass. But it's also about the quality time, not just the quantity. And here's the thing: if I'm in a really good mood, we have a great day. If I'm stressed out, he's usually an absolute nightmare. And funnily enough, it's exactly the same scenario with my fiance. But so why do we do what we do? Why are we so focused on, you know just the next thing, the next thing, the next thing? and why do we not actually live? in the moment. This is something that I've kind of asked myself a lot. I know a lot of people are either guilty of living in the past or, you know, consciously projecting the future, not actually being in that moment. When you're around a little person, you realize how important that moment is. And it's just kind of made me think a lot at this time. And it was a story that I've read. I remember reading this uh, a long time ago, but it's probably taken, um, taken my attention a little bit more in this last time. I'm going to share that with you. So it was once a businessman who was sitting by the beach in a small Brazilian village. As he sat, he saw a Brazilian fisherman rowing a small boat towards the shore, having caught quite a few big fish. The businessman was impressed and asked the fisherman, how long does it take you to catch so many fish? The fisherman replied, oh, just a short while. Then why don't you stay longer at sea and catch even more, the businessman said. This is enough to feed my whole family, the fisherman said. The b- businessman then asked, so what do you do for the rest of the day? The fisherman replied, I usually wake up early in the morning, go out to sea, catch a few fish and then go back and play with my kids. In the afternoon, I take a nap with my wife An evening comes. I join my buddies in the village for a drink. We play guitar, sing and dance throughout the night. The businessman offered a suggestion to the fisherman. He said, I'm a PhD in business management. I can help you become a more successful person. From now on, you should spend more time at sea. Try and catch as many fish as possible. When you've saved enough money, you can buy a bigger boat and catch even more fish. Soon you'll be able to afford to buy more boats, set up your own company, your own production plant for canned food and distribution network. By then you'll have moved out of this village into Sao Paulo where you can set up HQ to manage your other branches. The fisherman continues and after that, Business laughs heartily. After that, you can live like a king in your own house. And when the time is right, you can go public and float your shares in the stock exchange and you will be rich. The fisherman asks, and after that, the, business, the businessman says, after that, you can finally retire. You can move to a house by the fishing village. Wake up early in the morning, catch a few fish, then return home, play with the kids, have a nice afternoon, nap with your wife. And When evening comes, you can join your buddies for a drink, play the guitar, sing and dance throughout the night the fisherman was, was puzzled isn't that what i'm doing now i really like that story i think it's kind of important to just kind of take the time to think about why you're going on this journey it's really interesting for me at this time um reflecting on my business and thinking back to when i first started my business and i've been on a journey for 14 years to try and grow it and the thought that actually my most favorite time was just when I started and when it was a nice small little enterprise and I was just doing what I wanted to do. I guess that's why it kind of rings home so much for me. Anyway, moving on. Lesson number three, don't be fearful of change. A lot of people talk about the new world that we'll return to. And whilst I'm not sure that everything will change, undoubtedly many things will. Shopping is now an online activity rather than a trip to the high street or a shopping center and the workplace is basically at home. Meetups can be done over a video call, but you can't beat some face-to-face interaction. And whilst it's really useful to exercise in your living room, a real health and fitness experience will always be more appealing to most people. But some things will change. <clears throat> Let me share another story with you. There are two personal trainers that I know of quite well. Both of them are self-employed, and both saw their incomes pretty much disappear overnight around three months ago. One of them decided that online training just wasn't for him, and so he sat and waited for lockdown to be lifted. He got himself into debt, became stressed and very angry with the situation. The other one decided he'd explore this world of Zoom video calls, gave all of his clients a call and offered them a free trial, and if they got something from it, they could continue with him, and if they didn't enjoy it, he'd He'd completely understand, didn't want to push them into anything they weren't happy with. So we offered the free trials and with a few weeks, he was completely fully booked. So I think the lesson here is that change is always going to happen. You just need to decide how you choose to look at it. Are you a glass half full kind of guy or a glass half empty kind of guy? And I think that, you know, from a, it's hard when we're stuck in situations. It's hard to kind of see whether that glass is really half full. Um, But just taking a step back. There will always be that negative situation that occurs. It's just always going to be about how you choose to react to it. Lesson number four, start a conversation. I guess it's kind of the point of this podcast for me was to reach out and have some enjoyable conversations with people that really inspire me and I've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed this experience, you know, it's been something that um, I thought about for a while and I guess having the time on my hands has allowed me to do this, um, that being able to speak to the people that I have spoken to in this time has has just been um, such an uplifting experience on so many levels. But at the same time, just speaking to the neighbour over the fence or the person delivering your online shopping just gives you the opportunity to have a positive impact on that person during their day. And that actually feels really good. I don't know if you've noticed when you go out for your your morning walk, how people actually smile and acknowledge you. Um, I think especially in London where this is just, you know, you kind of get locked up for that type of behaviour normally. But, you know, I think it just kind of shows that we all really need human interaction. It's just a basic human requirement. And there's a sense at the moment that we're all just in this together. And I think that people recognize that. So make the most of this time and just start that conversation. You never know where it will lead and you never know how much your interaction with that person is actually really helping. I think this is the key to addressing mental health issues is just to encourage people to talk. You don't need to be a counselor, but it's just good to show people that you care. Lesson number five, recognize who you really want to spend time with. I think we all know where we're going with this, but life is just too short to waste time with people that just bring you down. And if this time has made you realize that you just don't like your work colleagues or maybe your friends, then maybe it's time to change. The truth is you do become the average of the people that you hang around with the most. And so if you're spending time with negative opinionated people that you've just come to realize is just not the type of people that you want in your life, then maybe it's time to do something about it. The world has changed. So it's inevitable that you've also changed. And that friend that you were close to 10 or maybe even 20 years ago has had some very different life experiences to you. And it's obvious that they're on a separate path to you. It's just not normal for you to have exactly the same outlook on life, you know, 10 or 20 years later. So maybe it's time to let them go. Maybe it's time to find someone else um, that's more in line with where you are now and where you want to go. Um, We are all fearful of change. And I think that we realize a lot of the time that we have people in our life just simply because they've always been in our life. But if they're not adding to it, then maybe they're they're taking a lot from it and actually bringing you down and you know just ripping that plaster having that awkward conversation and just moving on with your life is maybe the best thing to do for so many people lesson number 6 is move every day okay maybe i would say that but i've been in a very fortunate position i've been uh, able to move every day and I've been paid for the privilege and I've been able to look after just an amazing group of people each morning and just having that daily workout with people and also the positive feedback that I've received has been personally fantastic for me and I know that it's made such a, a physical and mental difference to the people that I've worked with. Um, it brought so much enjoyment and sort of camaraderie together. There's been a lot of people that we've been able to bring together each morning, and it's just been so much fun. But I think the lessons are that movement makes us happy. It makes us strong. It enables us to do more. It's, it's basically the ultimate anti-aging drug, and it's just an incredible stress reliever. So why wouldn't you want to do that every single day? I think, you know, we, however active we may be, I think we get caught up in you know, the being busy, as we discussed earlier, and that trip to the gym or that that walk around the block just becomes another thing to do on our to-do list. But actually, the benefits that it gives us from a physical and mental perspective, just, you know, so many, so many reasons for us to move. So just take that. Hopefully, you're in the camp that has got extremely fit during lockdown, not extremely fat we're sure we're on one of two sides during this time but you know the the physical and mental benefits are are there for all to be seen that's my top six lessons from lockdown if you want to share any of your own it'd be great to hear from you and um, we're going to return to the usual format next week where i've got a fantastic guest from the world of motorsport until then look after yourself and i will see you soon take care